Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. It's the Greenlight Podcast Super Bowl recap. We have the Eagles, Chiefs. Obviously, you all watch it. That's why you're here. Hell of a game. We were watching it live on YouTube. We're going to get into the biggest stories of the game. We're going to get into the call. We're going to get into the playing surface, why everybody was slipping. The amazing performance by the Chiefs' O-line. The performance of Jalen Hurts in his first Super Bowl. Adjustments. Patrick Mahomes playing through injury. Andy Reid. Just an all-time Super Bowl. A great matchup. Chris Kyle making... And Dr. Fax will have the review. We're also going to talk about our time in Phoenix this past week. We had a blast. You'll hear all about it. We'll give some mentions in America's teams. And thanks to Crown Royal, this episode of Greenlight is brought to you by Crown Royal. Crown Royal, live generously, and life will treat you royally. Please drink responsibly. Y'all enjoy. They call me free. I keep blowing and blowing. Today's Super Bowl show is sponsored by Crown Royal. They hooked us up in uh, Phoenix. We had the drinks flowing last night during the Crown Royal live stream. And uh, now we've got them on the table here. We've got a bunch of different flavors of Crown. So if you're an Eagles fan and 5 o'clock comes early today, maybe you woke up and you wanted to, to reach for some Crown, uh, do that. Uh, there's a lot of flavors, a lot of varieties, and they are the sponsors of our show. So thank you, Crown. Crown Royal, live generously and life will treat you royally. Please drink responsibly. Macon, I want you to see something. This is the only reason I'm able to wake up this morning. Oh, you were on purple. Yeah, for a small fortune. Good for you. Yeah. What is it, purple? Purple Gatorade. Oh. When the game wrapped a lot after of the Eagles lost, uh, I had heard it was clear. Uh, one of the guys in here told me it was clear. I went home. I thought I won, I don't know, like a uh, couple bucks, a couple chickens, but I, I won double those chickens. So purple. Good all for right. You. So to you out there that pick purple, congratulations uh, to Eagles fans everywhere. I know you're crushed. I was crushed, but maybe we should start talking about the call. Start the show talking about the call. Cause that's what everybody was talking about when they turned the TV off last night. When it happened, I listened to Greg Olson, okay? I was incensed when I went home. As a football fan, as an Eagles fan, the whole thing. I I sat there and I was like, I really do believe if I objectively watched that game in the second half of the game, 
and me as an Eagles fan, I was sitting there thinking, this is the best Super Bowl in history. And it was going to end that way. But the refs took it uh, into their hands. And as I drove home, I was pissed off. Like most people, getting ready to go to bed, I see the James Bradbury tweet, which says uh, that he was held, or he did hold him, um, and that he tugged his jersey. And he said so much as to say, I was hoping they let it ride. Uh, and I was using it as momentum to get back out with the wheel route. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw Nick Sirianni's comments, and he said, "You don't. That's not why we lost the game." You know. Then I saw Jason Kelsey's comments, and I said, "All right, in this situation, you could say nobody's called holding the rest of the game. The juju call went. Um, you know, you remember the juju missed hold, less consequential situation, but they let it ride." If these guys are going to say it's a hold, I'll go with that. Yeah. It I'll, make, it I'll makes me that. feel better about how it all went down because even as a Chiefs fan, and I come in here happy this morning, even as a Chiefs fan, I feel like we were robbed a bit of a, of an unobscured ending um, where the Chiefs get to go down and score without a flag being on the field and time runs out and the Chiefs win and, and there's no questions about it. But everybody, rightfully so, has questions. But I'm glad that the tweet came out and he said, hey, I shouldn't have fucking grabbed him, and I hope I got away with it, well, but I didn't. What we got robbed of was Jalen Hurts with a minute and 20 seconds to go and twenty and 35 yards to gain, 45 yards to gain, uh, with no timeouts. Uh, they didn't have one because of one of the de- delay of mm-hmm. game situations. Um, now, granted, they would have called maybe three in that situation and ended up with more time. But the point being, that's what we got robbed of. Yeah, There's no guarantee the Eagles would have won that game. In fact, I think the, chan- the, the Chiefs more likely than not. Um, but people watch for you know people watch all the minutes of the game to watch the two minute drives to watch the great players like Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes see what they got. I know. And hey, listen, me again. I said, hey, those guys are saying it's a hold. James Bradbury says it's a hold. The players on the Eagles are not protesting the game. Pereira said it was a hold. Pereira said it was a hold. And initially, when it happened, I thought. Remember, I was like, ah, it might be a hold. At the very beginning of but the But they the didn't show highlight. the angle. They didn't. They that, showed a highlight after well, the hold. They showed the angle from the left side of the field. And from the right side of the field, that's where you're able to get that, that still shot the of the jersey grab. being tugged. And when the jersey's tugged, that's one of these things that officials key in on. If you see a jersey being pulled, they're going to pull that Same flag. Same thing with holding. That you could say that. On offensive line. Ha- yeah. And you could say that they haven't been calling it the whole game. I would say that's true. You could say that this is a tough situation to make that call. I would say that's true. But by the letter of the law, that is a hold. Uh, in, inside five yards doesn't matter. It's not DPI. Um, and that's the end of the game. And when you're on the outside of the field like that, and they tell this to tackles a lot, particularly when they're on the, the front side of plays, you're exposed. People have visibility to your block. So you have to be really on your P's and Q's with your hands. They were letting those guys play inside for sure. There was a lot of holds. There was a lot of late hits. But when you're on the edge at receiver, DB, in those big moments, you have to be so clean. There can be two questions. Is it a hold? Probably so. And then should it have been called in that spot? I think that's where it gets to be a bit more of a conversation. And what do you think on question two? Um, I think it would have been um, better tolerated if it was not called. And then the Chiefs go up three, and we have the we no have the Eagles' chance to go march back down and tie it or take the lead. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that's the best. 
the better route to have taken. Now, the Eagles did get some calls. I mean, you know, we just mentioned the Juju holding on a third and eight. At a point in the game where it felt like teams are going to score as long as they don't get into third and long and something mm-hmm. goes wrong. I mean, there was a, a hold over the middle on Juju that led to a punt. You know, the Goddard catch was 50-50. Um, you know, uh, Bolton bef- might have scored twice. That was incredible. Yes. Yes, and you had the Watkins drop, by the way. We should mention that in, in the mishap section. But this was one. Before the A.J. Brown bomb, it's third and four. Frank Clark jumps off sides. They missed the Sayamalu false start. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't Frank. It was actually Isaac. My, t- my tweet was live by the, the sword, die by the sword, hashtag Frank Clark, because obviously he loves jumping the count. You know that as a no rusher. Question. But then you go to look at the replay, and it's like, well, I'm not going to delete my tweet now, but it was the guard. Yeah, and if he's, key, if he's queuing in on that guard and the guard moved, I mean, he had reason to jump off. It's a the, savvy move. So there, there were calls that went both ways in this game. Uh, and unfortunately, I think we're all just so – we all wanted to – whether you're an Eagles fan, you want to see the Eagles have a chance – whether you're, you're an objective, everyday football fan, you wanted to see that finish. I think the only people that are happy right now, 100%, are Chiefs fans. And you know what? Like, moving past the call, the Chiefs did enough to deserve to win this game. Um, they were great. I, they, they were great offensively. They did enough defensively in certain spots. I mean, they say they forced that turnover. Uh, well, they did. They they pressured Jalen Hurts into making to a get out of there. Yeah, and I wonder, Kyle, on that third and five or whatever it was when they ran that quarterback draw, they ran the quarterback draw up into a Nick Bolton mugged up look. Mm-hmm. They, he was unblocked because of the numbers. Yeah, I'd have to look at it again. Um, yeah. in the heat of the moment, you're watching the turnovers happen and stuff, yeah. and you don't even go back and look at the replay. But but... Nobody, nobody blocks Nick Bolton. He's mugged up, and next thing you know, Jalen Hurts is standing right next to him trying to make a move. He drops the ball, and you know, for the Eagles who have forced a bunch of turnovers, they did not force turnovers in this game. And you know, like as we talk about the call, okay, we'll put that to bed. I think the real travesty here, if you want a travesty, uh, watching this game was the grass. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about an NFL script? They needed a script for some new grass, if you know what I mean. What's the name of this grass? Uh, Tahoma forty-one, thirty-one, thirty-one, mm-hmm. canceled. That grass, big debut. We don't want to see it anymore. And, you know, yeah, they roll that grass into the big toaster. They they grow it outside. It's really cool. I retweeted a – Joe Pompliano? Yeah, I retweeted a, a – Shout out to of, Joe Pompliano who has amazing content on Twitter. But content. yesterday, you know, sometimes you swing and you miss. Well, well we all he, swung. We all swung and missed because it looked beautiful. The guy's 94. He's been yes. doing it since, you know – I played in that stadium once a year. The French, uh, the French and Indian War. But I think he's just growing it. It's Dr. Yankee Wu who started the process of creating Tahoma 31 in 2006 by combining China, Bermuda, so this and is his African Bermuda. Yeah. I think Joe's just in there making this stuff grow. Okay. It's Dr. Wu who thought, well, this might suit a football field. Dr. Wu is Walter so White, and this guy's Jesse Pinkman. feels like the guy that invented the He's fucking off. You got it. <laughs> you know? Like, look what this has turned into. And and I, I I played there once a year. It was never this bad. Okay, there were guys slipping left left and right. Uh, you know, you have you have. Uh, I remember playing there. I don't even remember what the surface was. That's how that's not bad it was. But it wasn't uh, Taloma Thirty One or whatever no. the fuck it is. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, you know, right off the bat, Devontae Smith coming on a crosser. Willie Gay's trying to pick him up. He slips. You know, Kelsey's slipping on his touchdown celebration. Both quarterbacks to slipping, stepping up in the pocket. Yep, Pacheco's slipping. 
The rushers are slipping. I think, you know, like we'll talk about Wiley in a second and those guys, they did a great job. Yeah, they were blown uh, out. But the rushers had to play a different game at times. You know, you could see uh, Hassan Reddick trying to get to the edge and do his kind of stuff where he needs to sink half a cleat in the ground and get the edge. And he couldn't do that stuff. So then you force guys to go to more power and that sort of thing. They sat on the bull. They sat on the bull extremely well. Er, yep. Earlier on, the rushes were up. They were doing a lot of upfield rushes on Orlando, and he was taking a great vertical set, yep. staying square. But we saw Sweat get get home one time, um, just bending that edge. And I was I was concerned about it. But then, to your point, that grass all over the field it robbed of us, us of a lot of explosive plays, yards after catch. Guys were catching the ball, trying to make a move, and they were just going straight down. And and conversely, some in the guys, Super Bowl, you know, like Hassan Reddick is is uh, he's dropping, but he's essentially the edge on one of these these uh, conversion type situations. Patrick's about to leave the pocket, and Hassan sees it, and he's four yards off the ball. He goes to cut, and 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 take an angle to Patrick, and he can't do it. So it was a factor all night, and I just think on the biggest stage. Especially when we talk about domes and fucking playing outside and that sort of thing. I got an idea. Grow real grass. Play outside. Play in a pasture. Play that bitch in Miami, dude. Uh, you know, it's it, you can do all this stuff to make it a hospitable place for the people to come and party, for the people to navigate the city, for there to be enough hotel rooms. But on Sunday, the purpose for everybody traveling to Phoenix, Arizona – uh, we don't get everything out of it because the playing service isn't great. Why don't I'm not you test it, it out? Affected the Eagles more than the. Why don't you test it out before the Super Bowl? And we did, and that's the crazy thing. Like I remember, we we'd go for walkthrough, and I would bring cleats, you know, two days before, uh, because I want to know how the surface is. There's a lot of chatter about how the surface is. You know, coaches, when in doubt, will tell everybody getting step, seven studs, which are cleats with more spikes, to give you more grip. I don't know if that conversation was had. But you can see during the game the frantic feeling of changing cleats. And the tough thing about changing cleats is maybe not all your cleats are broken in, mm-hmm. you know, which is a big deal in the NFL. Uh, guys want to break their cleats in. So it was a shit show. And you got to take your spat off. You got to take your, you know, whatever off. Put your, get a new spat. There's only so many trainers giving spats. It's Every, a distraction. Everybody was doing the victory lap for the grass before the game. It made it sound like this was going to be the first time we saw it on yeah. a football field. It's on yeah. golf courses everywhere, but yep. this was going to be the first time on a football well, field. I can tell you as a golfer, it's, it doesn't work. I liked the slipping and the sliding. Nobody got hurt. I think it added a neat element to the game. I appear to be on an island with that take. I liked it because it stopped a lot of explosives for the, the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there were 73 <laughs> points. I mean, yeah. it wasn't 6-3 to three because yeah, you're, you're it's a home of 31. I think, I think from a net standpoint, it helped the, de- the offenses. Yeah. I really do. I mean, you know, it slowed down rushers, it, you know, people trying to cut. People playing reactionary are going to be at a disadvantage. It's always a bigger deal when skill guys fall down for the defense. 100%. Because you're going to get that yak. You're going to get situations where um, there are explosive plays that weren't there and the situations in coverage. But the reason the Chiefs won this game, Kyle, it's two things. First off, uh, it's it's halftime. It's a 30-minute halftime. I remember going into halftime saying they're down 24-14. You're giving Andy Reid 30 minutes. He's essentially going to have a first 15. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a situation where while Rihanna's out there cooking, so is Andy Reid in the bowels of the stadium. He's cooking something in the bowels. 
and uh, making a couple touchdown babies. Yeah, he's like making Rihanna some. Was he's, making yeah, some he's, yeah. Babies. he's converting some cheeseburgers into tutties. They Easy, Rocky Terry Works Bradshaw. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> Waddle over here, big boy. Okay, I don't even want to talk yeah. about it. But it was mean. Yeah. Well, how old are you now? You gonna retire? Fat boy? Who? Terry. Yikes. Terry was giving Andy Reid the business. Was maybe he? maybe yeah. they know each other and they do those jokes and he forgot That's that bad. he was on TV. <laughs> it, uh, it, was, it was big guy, the, big the, guy. The, Come on. The waddle cheese, over here. Wa- the waddle over here. Yeah. Can't Anyways, do that to the nah, legend. Nah. The, the, speaking of waddling, those big boys up front w- were waddling and you know they came out that first drive and it was evident they were going to run the fucking ball some more. And I think that was the difference in the game. You know, your guy, Andy Heck, my guy, he recruited me at Virginia. Uh, you know Andy, you played for Andy. The run game for them was huge, uh, and when they came out in the second half, they really pressed edges. You know, you had jet sweeps. You had uh, you had you had Pacheco on the edge. You had different looks, different actions to get to the same run plays. I mean, there were so many moving parts. It slowed the Eagles' defensive line down, and then Mahomes obviously willing them to win that first drive. Coming out, he's got Jordan Davis on his back. That low throw to Kelsey, Kelsey picking it off off the turf. What a great catch! It's just and a throw, you know. It's yeah. just the magic of the Chiefs and those two guys and their connection. The Eagles tried everything in their power to slow him down. Maybe not enough, uh, but it was evident from the first drive, whether it was man or zone, um, that the Chiefs had answers to get the ball to Travis Kelsey. So I know that before the half, and I was I was the guy that would stand next to Andy Heck during the games, and before, and I would have the. Whatever we'd call, I'd write it down, which yep. direction we'd go, which hash we were on. Yep. Um, and then he would say, keep a list of plays that you like that you've seen this this game and give it to me at the end of the first half. And on my way into the locker room, I'm going to look at it. And we're going to go over the run plays. And when I go meet with Coach, that'll be what I'm going to present. My list and his list and a couple yep. other guys. Yep. Clearly they went in, picked the right lottery numbers. But in the first half, we saw Pacheco get the ball. We saw gap schemes for the Chiefs, things that were – um, not characteristic of them, evidently, uh, showing up more more often than we thought. Um, and when they needed runs, when everybody in the stadium knew that the Chiefs had to run it, they ran the ball. Pacheco ran it so physically. He took a shot from Gardner Johnson in the in the chest. It was a scary time. They went straight to they went straight to the TV timeout. Um, I almost like looked away for a second. It's like you know, I was thinking it had shades of Demar Hamlin to it a bit. Yeah, um, he, he hit got, him hard. He, he, got hit, he hit him really hard and. We were just talking to Brian Dawkins. But the running and, game, to your point, yeah, Andy we, Heck, can't say enough about Andy Heck yeah. and the job he's done with that young O-line. We were talking to Brian Dawkins about this on, what day was it? I don't know. We'll get to that in a little bit. Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, and his favorite player is C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who not only decleated Pacheco on that play, but then decleated him on the play that probably goes for a touchdown around the end. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, you, you know, the run game was huge, Kyle. I also thought, like, when you talk about one, my biggest worry going into this game was Reed and Mahomes. You know, it's it's you know like Jalen Hurst, great quarterback, and he played outstanding. We'll talk about him in a he second. Would have been the MVP had they won the game, but the best quarterback in the game, and I'd say at this point, top five all time. Because when you look at it, there's uh, there's only a few players with multiple Super Bowl rings, uh, and I went through the list last night, and there's only a couple that I can count in his. His his echelon right now, it's obviously Tom Brady, it's Joe Montana, it's Peyton Manning, and Patrick Mahomes in there. I mean, like, what he's done in this short span is nothing short of amazing. Um, and, and Andy Reid with not only two weeks but then 30 minutes. And in the second half, what they did is, is um, as Dan Orlovsky put it this morning, they paid attention. 
uh, you know, they, they, they set up their motion, which a big deal for them, we said, coming in the game was going to be communication, pre-snap, motioning. They can move uh, Travis Kelsey around. They could do all this stuff. Tony. Well, when they got in the red zone, the first touchdown that, that, that Tony scored as a chief was a jet sweep. Yep. Okay? So they're, they're, they're watching the way the Eagles are, uh, are handling the motion, and obviously you do that trade where, you know, some people I think call it banjo and that sort of thing, where the corner banjo, um, banjo. who's going to run with the, the, the motioning wide receiver from the opposite side of the field is going to replace the safety, and then the safety is going to come down and, and take that uh, and out-leverage that motion the guy. jet sweep. Yeah. Well, they're looking at the jet sweep, uh, and, and they get slay on the first touchdown in the red zone. And these are big moments. By the way, the Eagles, who were really good in the red zone, were terrible in the red zone. The Chiefs scored every fucking time if it weren't for the game-winning field goal. The unforgivable mistake is doing it again. You know, James Bradbury, who had the biggest call of the game, who showed a lot of uh, poise and, like, class in admitting that that was, you know, a hold, probably the biggest play of the game uh, for him was that I think it was third and five. It was like third and goal, and uh, it had just happened to slay, and they do it again. So this from The Athletic, this is from Rustin Dodd. Um, we're talking about Philly's coverage. It reads, on Saturday night, Biennemi had put a play up on the screen for everyone on the Chiefs offense to see. It came from the Eagles game against the Jaguars earlier this season, and it featured Jacksonville receiver Jamal Agnew. I knew it all along. I knew it all along. Faking as if he were going in motion before stopping, reversing course, and getting open for a touchdown. That's that week four game that I was at. And that's how far back in the NFL you look and you find uh, wrinkles that you can exploit. And that was the one. I mean, we talked about they learned it in-game, but um, that was only confirmation of what they had a hunch on. Eric B. Evidently. Andy Reid, his brilliance, the motion, the adjustments, the run game, like they just put on a fucking clinic. And Gannon, who I really like, is going to continue to interview for jobs. This isn't the best way to enter into those interviews. Uh, this was a lot of points. And in the second half, I mean, it was uh, 24 of them. And the way the looks set up no, yeah, other plays. 24 pl- of them in the second The half. way these looks set up other plays, like the Kadarius Tony jet sweep motion, they do the fly motion again, and then he put, he puts the ABS on, re- reverses out. Yep. And that banjo look is negated because now you've rotated your corner to safety, your safety to corner on the other side, yep. and there's nobody on the ass end when Kadarius Tony comes out, gold grill and all, naked. And he's going to be great for them. We said that when the trade was made. Like, he's a guy that's part of their future. Um, and how about Giants fans last night? Probably Ooh. maybe one of the America's teams <laughs> for – for uh, Kadarius Tony to beat their uh, the, their foes, the Eagles. It was a it was, it was a fine was a, night for Giants fans. It ended up fans. being a good pick uh, because they were able to ship them to the team. They get, they're happy to uh, beat the Eagles, right? So this is maybe one of the best bad picks yeah. in the history of the Giants franchise. But um, you know, I I thought you know coming into this game, and we said it, our friend Andrew Wiley. Uh, this is the funniest shit. I woke up to a comment from Andrew Wiley under one of our Mina Kimes socials where I mentioned that. I thought that the Son Reddick-Wiley matchup was going to be a bit of a mismatch. You know, it just didn't seem like the, the kind of compatibility that you'd need to block a dynamic edge rusher. Is like all he does is no, – not all he does is speed, but it, feel, it felt like a matchup where he was going to hit edges on Wiley. Wiley did a really good job. This morning I woke up to a comment under one of our posts that said – 
I'll be in y'all's studio next week to talk about mismatches. Get, get out here, Wiley. Get, and so come on out. Please. Okay. Uh, and, and the funniest thing. So happy for Wiley. Funniest thing about that is uh, if you look at the time of that comment, I think like he was most definitely still awake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's just drunk looking at everybody, and I'll count myself in that, that mass of humanity that thought that the Eagles uh, were a mismatch up front for them. On the edges, especially uh, Hassan Reddick, who's a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, on Andrew Wiley, a guy who struggled at times. But also, to be fair to him, he always rises to the occasion, though. And T- last year, even T. last Watt. year, I was gonna say, T. J. Watt. last year you get ready to go play the Steelers, and T.J. Watt has 48 sacks so far in the season. Yes, you go to playing with Andrew Wiley, and all the people on the outside are like. Well, that's gonna be a matchup that's not gonna be very good. Yeah, they chip. Yeah, they have guys. And it was going like the that backfield. last night. But you know what, Andrew? Yeah, the grass Wiley, Andrew Wiley plays with an absence of fear. Like yeah. he really does go jump set guys. He uses his hands. Yep. Sits on the bull rush, and he makes winning tough. He may not be like Lane Johnson at yeah, right no, tackle. No, yeah. But it's gonna be a battle every. Play. No, he deserves a lot of respect, man. I think he's turned into a nice player, and they it, draft and guys to, to replace him, and he fucking just continues to win out the job and to rise to the occasion. Yeah. And let yeah. me remind both of y'all that this episode of the Green Light Pod is brought to you by Crown Royal. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We got some Crown up here, so thank you very much, Crown Royal, for uh, for helping us out here. Um, Andrew Wiley turned a lot that. of these sets where Hassan was on his upfield shoulder into run blocks. Yes. You know, he just sold out at the top of the rush to push Hassan by. Now, there was some slippage. Um, There were quick throws. Their quick game was great. If you look at the percentage of throws under 2.5 seconds, uh, Jacksonville 34%, Cincy 40%, and then against the Eagles 56%. So they were getting the the pill out. Um, They were also chipping. You know, they chipped Hassan a number of times. Um, You know, put a tight end on him and then chip on the way out, that sort of thing. You know, he crossed the the formation to pick him up with a back. you know, they, they just mix these quick throws in with the e- efficient screens, and then they take a shot in play action at the right time. When they did want to get more, you know, when they did want to take a shot, it was less guys out in the, in the route. It was more max pro, and they had answers when the Eagles went five down. Every time the Eagles went five down to try to get one-on-ones, they had answers, you know, whether it was a crosser, whether it was a quick, a quick option in the flat, like they had answers for that, so... Um, you know, Wiley held up well. He deserves a ton of credit. And the group took it personally. You could tell Trey Smith on the first drive, him and uh, Fletch were doing some shoving after the play, <laughs> and Trey Smith was pissed. Yeah. You know, like he was not backing down. Um, Humphrey stayed on Davis on a huge scramble that essentially won Those them the game. Those guys play so hard, man. I'm so happy for them. Yes. And I remember when they were puppies when they first got to Kansas City yep. last year and they were all rookies. Yep. And now they're all – one's an all-pro. One's going to be a all-pro next year probably. Yeah. It's just fun to watch. Well, Super I mean, Bowl champs. Here's the key, too. As well as the Chiefs offensive line played, and they played really well, and they're well coached, Patrick Mahomes didn't hang them out to dry. He never hung them out to dry. You know, on that scramble uh, to win the game – you know, Jordan Davis is the balance-up guy. Mahomes is moving so well in the pocket that Sue's not really running up the field blindly, but eventually he looks up and he's at like 10, 11 yards because Mahomes has drifted to 11. And then he goes. And then he steps right up. Through everybody. Through everybody, <laughs> and all he's got to contend with is Jordan Davis, who's a 370-pound man, and he now he's got to move laterally and get off the vice grips of Creed Humphrey. It's not going to happen. So I thought that State Patrick, Patrick Mahomes' drop target was good. 
He moved in the pocket well, and nobody got beat. He stepped uh, up really well. Yeah, and nobody got beat to the point where you had to just deal with this huge mismatch. There was no, there was no throw it. Yep, plays, there was none of that, which usually happens. So, can we talk about the TJ? Okay, the play where Mahomes scrambled and he got rolled up on and he hurt his ankle before yes. the half. That was the mo- That was the the fastest, slowest scramble ever. He made eight guys miss. Yep. He we it would look like a Tech Mobile play. Um, that's really the only point I had on that play. But it was the the slowest, fastest scramble ever. Well, he always looks slower than he is. But like just fast enough. He really does. And when he got hurt in that first half, you said, "Oh shit," because I could almost feel that thing. Like it's yes. just the reaggravation of that injury really hurts. Um, but you know, it was a good thing that the halftime was longer. They could treat, they could assess, keep him moving. And he came out and he looked like he wasn't hurt at all. It's fabulous. What do you do? Is that a, is that oral pain meds or is no, that it's, a it's, shooting I, up? You know, none of us were in there, but you might go injection. Um, you might go, uh, yeah, you'd probably go injection. and you Two keep it Tordal. Moving. Keep it moving. Two Tordal shots, two pills, Ultram, uh, and, then, uh, and then, you know, like, depending on what they're doing with Patrick's ankle. But when I had a high ankle, we were shooting – down there, like lidocaine. Yeah, lidocaine. That's that's what they use. You know, Rest, bro- broken ice, toe. They shot my toe. Elevation. With yeah, rice. Yeah, rice. Twenty nine minutes worth of rice, and then a cocktail mm-hmm. of uh, quinoa. Of drugs. What's the acronym for quinoa? That that if it weren't a, yeah, that if it weren't that if it weren't the Super Bowl, you'd probably feel if you were sitting on your couch, you'd be like, damn, I'm buzzing right now. Yeah. But uh, Patrick Mahomes was out there feeling no pain, so. You know, he's a legend, man. Where he is right now in the game, uh, I don't think we've ever seen it. You know, the speed with which he's gotten to where he's gotten. And it's got to make you wonder, like there was talk about Andy Reid retiring, how much longer this extends his willingness to coach. You know, because they have an opportunity to really make a run at some special things. He he can get records, too. You talked about, like, Patrick Mahomes being top five all time. Andy Reid could be top five all time. No question. I think he already probably is top five all time. I, well, I don't know. I don't want to be in the modern game for sure, at least. Yeah, this century, yeah. This century. This century. Who's a, the top five? In, I've opened up a wormhole. Bill here. Belichick. Bill Belichick. Let's just start with Bill Belichick. Don people Shula. People are going to talk about Don Shula, Tom Landry. Bill, Bill Walsh. Walsh. They're going to talk about uh, the guy in Pittsburgh. Chuck Knoll. Chuck Knoll. You can talk about fucking um, Lombardi. Lombardi. Vince Lombardi. Two-time so, Super Bowl champ Tom Coughlin. So he's in that. He, he's he's he, he's climbing the ranks, um, and and you you got to be happy for Andy Reid. The aftermath, and you know, like we talk about Chris Jones because talking about the Eagles' offense, Hertz was great. He had one massive mistake. We talked about Bolton and that mug look, and him fumbling that ball, but he he responded with a great touchdown drive. QB run game was great. That's what they had early, and one thing the Chiefs did a pretty good job of was stopping the run, but the QB run game was was great for them. I would have gone to it maybe some more in some key situations. Because um, QB run, you get to get on the edges, and those middle, those inside linebackers, Gay and Bolton did a fabulous job getting downhill, filling, and making tackles. Oh, they were flying around. So the opportunity for Hurts to get a lead block and get on the edge and yeah. bounce it is yeah. where they're dangerous. Yeah, and you get an extra gap in the run game, but you know they were huge in short yardage. I mean, he's unstoppable in short yards. I remember the play where Chris Jones jumped in the air and he's on his back. That's a bad feeling to be the guy on his back because the mass of humanity is pushing the pile forward and you're just going for a fucking ride. You're Mm -hmm. on SEPTA. 
And then, which by the way, you're, you're thinking of Fedra. No, Septa. Fedra. I'm through. I'm through Last three episodes. You're through it. That, well, that they don't third, have a bus system. That though. third episode's dynamite. I Great episode. I can't bring myself to care about. Any of the other loosely based on Matt and I. The last one's not great. <laughs> the last episode's not great. I haven't seen oh, it. I might my watch it. The I depth of it. character quality in that show is not great. I think my imagination must must stink because I just could not care any less about these these the, characters the, outside the of Fedra, Bill and Frank. The, the head of Fedra, the the lady. Oh, hey, yeah, she, oh, player. Not great. I haven't met the head she's, of Fedra. There was great. a lot of backlash okay. about any criticism of her this week. Did you guys okay. see that? Really. Okay, well, she wasn't great. Bill Parcells, Joe Gibbs. Okay. More names for you. So, Hertz was great. I mean, you said that two-pointer, he willed mm-hmm. them into the end zone. Like, that was – his entire season was encapsulated. And that two-point play, you know, everybody, student body right or student body left for Kansas City was student body right. Like, they knew it was coming, and they still couldn't keep him out of the end zone. Um, he should be very proud of himself. He made big throws all night. The throws to Goddard were next level. He would have been the MVP had they not – Lost that game, but the big deal for the Eagles was, and you thought that they'd probably do a good job neutralizing the group, but Chris Jones, man, like, they, there was a, a play. Now, the whole group did a good job, so it was a team effort. Kelsey and Slide is like a death sentence, right? Because he's so, he's so good. You know, you get big, huge guards, and then you get this little bridge troll pressing Rip on your gauging. head. Yeah, but when he did have opportunities to rust Landon Dickerson, I want to say this. Yeah. That fucking guy is a brick wall. There was a third and 14 in the first half where, I mean, the Eagles didn't get it, but I stood out of my chair because the anchor was so sudden and so final. It was like, nope, this is where we're going to stop right here. And then there was a play later where Jones is rushing him, and at the end of the play, Dickerson actually has him lifted off the ground like a couple inches. Mm -hmm. One of the strongest individuals. Freak. I mean, like, he did a great job. Uh, Isaac did a good job. Chris looked tired at times. I think on that fourth and five, which was a huge play, would have been a huge uh, play in deciding the outcome of the game. Of course, the Eagles go. Uh, He's trying to make a play running up the field uh, and opens up a huge lane for Jalen to run uh, for that first down. That's the product of frustration. You know, it's just like, fuck it. I need to make a play. And And when you're tired, you can't stop and start. Maybe balancing up. directions. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, well, let's say technique goes out the window when you're tired. Yeah, it does. And 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 on that huge shot to Smith, which Snead uh, blew the coverage, he looked in the backfield on play action. Chris Jones wasn't on the field. We talked about that with the Bengals. Like, they didn't take enough shots with Chris Jones off the field. So I thought the Eagles get an A for dealing with that defensive line. And, and, and The play calling all day was awesome. Yes. Like, 18 play drives. Yes bleeding out your opponent like siege warfare, surround the castle and take all their food. And that's what they did in the first half. Yep. And Andy Reid was like, we are leaving the castle walls and we're bringing our spears outside and, for the second half. And and you got to worry about the moat. But like... Well, they killed the Gators too. Okay. Well, Fuck them. Yeah, I'm just saying. Tomahawks. You could hear Jason Kelsey out there popping people, dude. He, he, was he left everything out of the field. People. I mean, in, in space, he damn near was decapitating people. Yes. Um... You know, just hats off to Lane Johnson playing through his injury. It was boring how good he did. Continued to be excellent. Um, this is a group that, if you look at it, there's going to be some transition. You know, uh, by the way, on the, the Chiefs side, speaking of transition, the Henny era is over. Yep. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to Chad Henny. What a great career. And to end it like that, 
Guy's going to go play golf the rest of his life. He's the best. He's going to go coach some football. He's got yeah. some kids and yeah. some activities to do at home now. And and on the Eagles' side, you know, the band's breaking up a little bit. Like, you know, I think about the journey that those guys had, the core group, you know, winning a Super Bowl, seeing all the change, the 2019 season, 2020 season, the playoff loss, the ups and downs, Kelsey, Cox, Graham, that whole group, Lane, they got back on the horse, and that's a long journey. All this time that I've been sitting here doing this podcast, bullshitting, sitting on my ass, they've been grinding, man. And uh, they got all the way back to the biggest stage. And I can remember Rob Ninkovich telling me at the Super Bowl, before the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl is the best feeling in the world, but if you lose, you'd rather go 0-16. At that time, 0-16. And I just can only imagine how they feel. Um, and now looking at it, you know, next year and going forward, you got 10 starters who are up. You're going to lose Steichen, Spikeman. Spike um, man. You know, you got to pay C.J. Gardner-Johnson. you got to pay Jalen Hurts. Um, you got to feed Jordan Davis. You know, is Cox coming back? Is Kelsey coming back? Um, you know, you have two first-rounders. You get the 10th pick. Kelsey done. I feel I think, like he might be. I think he's done, and he's going to just do the pod. I feel like he might be. Um, We're going to have a lot of Jason and Chris on the pods. We got to get – but there's just nothing else that he could possibly do in, in, in this game. Now, he might say, and this was for me, the fear of missing out, the FOMO of what if they're here in a year. You know, he might come back for one more year just to make sure. Because the last thing you want to do is watch your buddies on the couch winning it if you if you're a year removed. Um, well, yeah, hey, yeah, like Kyle, <laughs> like like last year when they're yeah. like, you want to come back, and I'm like, no, I got, I'm a dad now. It's okay, yeah. Kyle. I don't feel too I don't feel too bad about it. I'm more happy for them. Yes. than I am sad for me. hundred percent. Yes. I don't think you get. But that you can from imagine me, right? Kelsey. I do get it, but you can imagine Kelsey coming back and being the guy and like. You're absolutely right. You know, it's just like I was just a I was a fringe guy. Yeah, but you could have ended up somebody gets hurt, or you could have yeah. won a job. You could well, have there was a, there out. was a play where Andrew Wiley ran a route in the game, and Lucas Niang came in at right tackle for one play. That could have been you. I would have been on the that field for one play. Mm-hmm. Well, you just <laughs> crossed my mind. You never know what happens, and that's the hardest thing about deciding to retire or not. And Lucas Niang had a great uh, uh, set on that play. Yeah, too. <laughs> he did. That's good. He did. That's good. But, Can't I mean, there's a lot to worry about if you're the Eagles. The window's still open, and Jalen Hurts is magnificent. But, And I think also you got the feeling with Jalen Hurts that there was still a faction of people that were like, all right, let me see him do it in the playoffs. And you want to see that with any quarterback, and he did it in I the wanted playoffs. to see him in the big game. I said, you know what? He's been great, but i got to say in the, see in the big game, and I saw what I needed he to was see. was great. And I can't wait to watch him play for the he next 15 years. He was great. So hats off to the Eagles. Amazing year, um, but just a little bit short. Sirianni went full no Sean for the yeah. anthem. He was crying. He did. He uh, bro Sean. He shaves his soul bro patch, Sean. full beard, but but shaves the soul patch. He gets rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no. That's interesting. Yeah, he likes a smooth lick. Hey, dance choreography seems very difficult. There's only so many moves you can pick from. You Apparently mean, you mean not. Rihanna's crew. Yeah. I thought it was a great halftime. It was show. awesome. It, it was a great halftime show. Awesome. I can't imagine thinking up that stuff. I was scared when she was elevated 
with on child. The, the wires, the child. Elevated with child, but she was strapped in. And, hey, and she wasn't on that she wasn't on that 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 killer grass, you know? No, she yeah. had better foot than anybody else. Safest place you can be. That's yeah. right. Safest place you can be in an NFL stadium if Taloma 31. There was there was a moment that, there was a moment at the end of the performance where the producer in her ear said, "And we're clear, you know, like we're done. Your show's done." But the camera stayed on her and she looked up at the fireworks and you could see a human moment from Rihanna yeah. where she was taking in I Can just you did imagine the Super Bowl. Finishing the, uh, I just crushed the Super, the Super Bowl, Bowl halftime show and being like that all went well. Yeah. She looked up, she smiled. Yeah. Her approval rating is is incredible. I'm sure there was some negative like uh none. No, there was definitely a faction of Twitter that just didn't like her because it was too sexualized or it was basically because it was a black woman. Or it wasn't Luke Combs. You, you know those people <laughs> with the <laughs> exactly. Where yeah. the fuck is Garth Brooks? I've right seen Travis Tritt out there. <laughs> yeah. Morgan Wallen would have gone higher. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I thought it was a great halftime show. She crushed it. It wasn't a bunch. It was a bunch of dancers, but it wasn't like this big. She you know, a couple be- years she ago, beautiful. Sure, yeah. A couple years ago, it was like fifteen rappers, a bunch of pianos. You're right. People coming out of nowhere, cameos and shit. It was Rihanna and a bunch of people in uh, Teletubby suits dancing around. Did you see at halftime? Speaking of halftime, that doorway to nowhere that. Mahomes took no there was just a door cut out there's a hallway and there's a door in the middle and Mahomes went through the door but everybody else is going to the same place it was probably the the x-ray room yeah. or the, that's called the uh doctor's the, office yeah yeah that's where people actually get you can't get any work done in the blue tent that's a, where you can really spread your stuff out and blue tent, they just look at it I'm not describing it well y'all I'll show it to you okay it was a it was it was interesting If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Don't miss out on the fun. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. All right, so at uh, this point, and I think this is a good point to bring in Dr. Fax. Oh, Dr. Fax. We're going to talk about America's teams. We're going to talk about our trip, the whole thing. But, but we you saw know, a lot, didn't we, and, Dr. And, Facts? And Facts, you can, you can chime in on this, but like, best commercial last night? I think the Crown Royal ad might take the cake. It's a good point, Nate. You know, we had the drinks, uh, the Crown drinks last night during the live stream. We had them all week. Uh, Crown Royal is the sponsor of this, uh, this podcast. Just people after being like, wait, hold the fuck up. Canada, Canada. invented football and i could just imagine how many people search that and they they did a lot of other great things in canada i don't want to go through the whole thing you know like shania sorry. twain shania twain yeah. Neil young and that's going to be Mounted my layup police. line my layup line is going to be bombers don't let it bring you down by neil young because that if you're still listening as an eagles fan you know the sun will rise tomorrow this team's window is open don't let it bring you down it's only castles burning Drake. Find someone who's turning and you'll come around. 
Wow. I think we got it. Today, let's thank Canada. Thank you for legends of music and heroes of comedy. Thank you for this heartthrob. Thank you, Canada, for peanut butter, the paint roller, and poutine. That's french fries with cheese and gravy. It's good. Thank you for creating the replay. The walkie. And the battery. The egg carton. The ironing board. The electric wheelchair. Hawaiian pizza. Instant potatoes. Canola oil. Trash bags. And thank you for this. Thank you for giving us hockey, basketball, and thank you for football. What? No way. Yeah. Look it up. Thank you, Canada. Thank you. And so what Crown Royal is referring to with the commercial with Dave Grohl is that while in 1869 the Princeton-Ruckers game was played, and that's officially known as the first football game, the game itself was actually much closer to soccer. It was played with a round ball, and they weren't allowed to throw or carry it. In 1874, the Harvard-McGill game is when the rugby influences came through. You had an egg-shaped ball, the try was introduced for the first time, which later evolved to the touchdown. And then in 1875, Harvard played Tufts using the rules from the McGill game. And later, Harvard defeated Yale using the same rules. And in 1876, Walter Camp codified the rules of the sport, creating what the game is today. So take from that what you will, certainly a lot of Canadian influences in the game of football today. And so with football being talked about, you know, Crown bringing it up that it was, you know, bringing up the conversation that it could have been started in Canada. We have Canadian NFL players, some great Canadian football players. Nate, you played in the CFL. We're going to go down the line. Favorite Canadian football players, Chris. Luke Wilson. He was uh, not to be confused with uh, Luke Wilson from the movies. Um, he's a tight end for the Seahawks. I used to enjoy playing against Luke Wilson. He's the homie, so I'll go Luke Wilson. Nate Collins is my favorite. Oh, technically. Canadian football player of all time. Yes. If I'm going to need to do a, uh, a birthplace or a citizenship deal, I'm going Shimanga Biakabatuka, who oh, good. born in Zaire, but family moved to uh, Montreal when he was four years old. I so he's Canadian before matriculating to the University of Michigan. Great running back. So my Canadian football player is going to be my old teammate, Israel Adonage, who is actually a Nigerian-Canadian um, from, oh, he played at the University of Manitoba, and that's actually where I was in Winnipeg for the CFL. And Israel, Israel Donage also is a comic book writer. The Protectors is the name of the comic book. Awesome guy, great person, and he's my Canadian player. Big shout out to Izzy. And Manitoba is where Crown Royal is produced. Do you guys have any other commercials before we go to America's teams? Farmer's Dog was the best. I, I don't think I saw it. Um, We're doing trivia. Kind of sad. You know, just the whole lifespan of a dog and how the dog's always with you. But then Farmer's Dog's telling you, hey, if you feed your dog our food, the dog will live for two and a half more, more years. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It won't be able to walk. This commercial could be, be 10 be, seconds longer yeah, in the recap. Exactly. You'll be dragging that dog around, but... Yeah. It's alive. I also like the Howie Long commercial. Yeah. He was Snoop Dogg's pilot. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's scary. Shout out to Skechers. You get a contact <laughs> high up there, Dad, just trying to drive the plane. 
I mean, Snoop needs a pilot like that, though. Somebody who's like really paternal. Do what you got to do. Somebody who lives a clean life. Be safe. Just just have your dad be happy that Snoop wasn't the pilot and it was the opposite way around. Because if you've ever seen Soul Plane, Snoop as a pilot is not good. No, he's not a good pilot in Soul Plane. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of plane movies, I'm so glad there's a great opportunity to bring this up. Have you seen the, the previews for a Gerard Butler film called Plane? (laughs) <laughs> it's incredible I like the title it is such a good movie i watched it on the plane to arizona how about that and there's a plane crash scene unbeknownst <laughs> to me captain brody whatever the fuck his name is is is, is an american hero dude well he's not american he's scottish <laughs> what movie is this dude plane, he, okay plane. so essentially Luke, is it new okay Gerard Butler is a pilot. He's got a daughter in Hawaii. He's got one last flight before Christmas. He's going to get home. You know that whole thing. He's got to transport a prisoner on a light flight. It's New Year's flight. Con Air. So Luke Cage is the prisoner, and the whole time you're praying that this guy's good because you want him to be good. He's in the back of the plane. He's handcuffed. plane goes down. It's like a 10, 12-minute plane crash. It was the best plane crash scene I've ever seen, and he's an amazing pilot. Sully's got nothing on this motherfucker dude i should have known that luke cage was gonna end up being a good guy he's right there on the fucking poster him and gerard butler holding ars together in mm. the jungle i'll tell you nothing else about the show i want to see it now it's a great movie ars in the jungle say less gerard butler great pilot the what was it flag the flag football the women's flag football commercial when she's running through all the social media stars mr beast had a little cameo in that my guy He's Mr. Beast. Yeah. yeah. You like Mr. Beast? Yeah, I love Mr. I Beast. I think he's great. He's his the only thing Kevin I know Federline. about Mr. Beast is facts as I he looks like me. I look like him. Him and his buddies are genius. Yep. Absolutely. I watch all their videos. My yeah. favorite commercial was the Miles Teller hold music dancing. Oh, you liked that? Yeah. Okay. I did. And Miles is my guy, but yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Because at first I was like, what song is this? And then I was like, that's the whole music. I get an un- uncomfortable feeling when white people dance. <laughs> I, it's almost it's almost like... It just looked like Bonnaroo, Chris. Like anybody short of Kevin Federline, who, by the way... Oh, oh my goodness. Let's talk about that right now. Oh, my goodness. Is my friend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Kevin Federline and I are homies. Shut up. Kyle, you don't know this? Oh, you weren't there. Where oh, was this? Oh, at Drake? No, at this is so good. Easy. No, so we went to a G-Easy concert one night. <laughs> Why? Very tall. Know. Sure, G-Easy. great, G-Easy, great. Cash performer. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> I know Scott performer. likes G-Easy. Because yeah. Scott, producer Scott, has a poster of G-Easy on the wall. Oh, God. But, so we go so we go to the G-Easy concert, did it for Scott, and uh, we get a table. It's outside at the W. It's open air, and there's a table next to us, and we notice walking in that Kevin Federline is taking the table next to us. Y'all recognize Kevin Federline? No Somebody disrespect. did and then pointed yeah, out okay. to me. Chris kind of looks like Kevin Federline. Yeah, he I does. <laughs> so, yeah. so I've heard that before. And the first thing I said is, oh, my twin, maybe I'll get a picture with him. He's a little bit shorter than me, okay? I thought he was taller. <laughs> he's a tall guy. Yeah. He's not a tall. He's a normal-sized guy. Average. But anyways, I'm not like, you know, I think I know about that whole thing. And I think he came out looking pretty good. And I, I'm kind of like, oh, I got a lot of respect for a guy who's, who's had a batshit crazy tabloid life mm-hmm. and, and would seem normal. And that's what I found when at the end of the night, he walked over and introduced himself to me 
and said, hey, I'm a big fan. Shut the and fuck I, and up. And I'm Raider Nation. Shut the fuck up. So he's a fan, and he's a fan of dads. And <laughs> so me and K-Fed are talking oh. for like 20 minutes. But but he was just such a cool down earth guy and uh, and and uh, yeah I think K Fed Raider Nation is the homie now he's got six kids he's the homie now yeah he was talking about his kids he's like seems that's, like a great dad that's awesome he's got a great new wife she played pro volleyball Victoria he yeah. just wins no he's just winning man you he know just like, wins and and he was exactly what I hoped he'd be which would be seemingly unaffected by all the craziness. That's gone on in his life. Oh, he looks pretty good, man. He a looks... Great guy, man. Kevin Federline. Middle name's Earl. So I get uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. When people, when white people dance. His uncle's and man. so Miles Teller dancing made me a little bit uncomfortable. Did I anybody liked else it. get a little uncomfortable? I liked it, Miles. Okay. My favorite one, probably one of the first ones, because, and this was genius by YouTube TV. Who doesn't like the cat playing piano? <laughs> mm-hmm. Who Gotta doesn't like that, that video of the cat playing piano? Even better, when they put. Um, still Dre over, and they dubbed that thing over the cat playing piano, and he's dun 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 dun. You know, um, everybody knows the cat playing piano. He's wearing clothes and shit. Is evidently one of the early YouTube videos that really popped. So they play that thing like going into the uh, the anthem. So like people are all charged up. Like the the vibes were the highest at of any point in the game. And they bought that ad space and hit us with the cat playing piano. I thought that was great placement. The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold, frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there, and the, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original, and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays. I gave you the the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice cold Miller Lite uh, at at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and I got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet, heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Cash App. The easy way to send, spend, save, and invest with friends. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and with your people. And that's money. I love going on a float with my buddies and my custom Cash App card. 
We head out to the James River. We pick up some drinks. We pick up some snacks along the way. Somebody pays with their custom Cash App card, and we all share our cash tags and split the bill. That is what friends are for. Cash App provides us with an easy way to send and spend money, save and invest in stock and Bitcoin. Cash App, however, does not provide a dry pair of pants. You want to remember that when you get off the river. Try the number one finance app in the App Store. Whether sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, or gifting, that's money, and that's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to create your own cash tag. Number one America's teams, the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Touchdown, Kansas City! Nick Bolton. What a beast. Kansas City Chiefs, what a beast. The training staff, Rick Rick Burkholder. Rick Bolton got the only shout-out. <laughs> Rick Burkholder getting Patrick Mahomes to be able to play the way he did. Patrick being so mentally tough, physically tough. The O-line showing up. It was a dominant performance and a team that never quit, and you saw it in the second half. I think they, they scored on all their drives in the second half. I mean, Do the, do the Andy Reid Chiefs thing. How about, how, about, how about those Chiefs? <laughs> ah, bring it up here. You know what I mean? You know uh, what? Like, if this was another team, beast. I'd be incensed this morning, but I do. Can't I be happier for a better group of guys. Yeah. Um, number two, special teams. Uh, you, you think about the game-winning field goal. Harrison Bucker doinked one early, but to get up there and hit, you know, essentially a chip shot to win the win the football game for your team, that's awesome. Kadarius Tony brought in from New York, gets an opportunity to step up in a huge spot, dances around a bit back there. I'm like, where the fuck are you going, Kadarius? And then he leaks out on the backside, and you see Marcus Kemp, number 85. Run it back here just for a second. I want to talk and pause it. So Marcus Kemp, number 85, who's going to make three massive blocks on this punt return. Three. Yeah, three blocks. In the AFC Championship, when they were down guys, Marcus Kemp, who's a four, he's a core four special teamer for these guys. He stepped up a receiver, made some big catches. And on this play, when Kadarius Toney reverses field, you can go ahead and play it. Number 85 is going to be behind Tony. Tony's going to touch him, and now he's going to take off. Watch him at the numbers, the 50, the 40. There's one block. You're going to see him get another guy here. Boom, and then he goes box out block on that guy. That's three huge blocks. Great effort. Special teams, my number two America's teams. Number three America's team, the all-female flyover team. I think that's so badass. Except they fucked up the over on Mm. the end. They did something, though. Because... I, you know, I just I, I blame the Navy. The Navy had the under. The all-female flyover team. Well, if it was Trisha Yearwood, we're going to let her finish her note. Mm-hmm. Number four, OVO. Okay, America's team. Yeah, there are owls everywhere. Because that was – we went to go see Drake the other night at, at a private party. Nate was there. We were all there. And uh, it was a who's who, people that we all recognize. It was the coolest party I've ever been to, and Drake mm-hmm. was an amazing performer. It was so cool, I just stood there. Shout out to the OVO boys. <laughs> the the only reason that concert happened is because one of his homies missed a concert the week before, so he put on a concert for him at the Super Bowl, essentially. He missed the Apollo. The Apollo That's what show. it was. He did the whole Apollo shit set. Well, his brother, his brother. So Megan Fox is number five, America's team, because you know what? We saw Megan Fox and we saw Machine Gun Kelly at the party, and it was like, you know, as as, as a guy in America seeing Megan Fox, it's like pretty cool mm-hmm. to see her in person. Beautiful gal. MGK, way taller, gal. Than, way taller than I thought in person. And we also thought, Matt and I were standing out there, and we saw them walk out, and we said, like, hey, they look like they're beefing a little yeah. bit. 
The next day, you see transfer portal. Megan Fox transfer portal unfollowed everybody. She only follows three people on social media now: Timothy Chalamet, uh, who, who's the Harry other one? Styles. Eminem and Harry, and Harry Styles on the way so, out. Oh wow, that's all of, crazy! All of his ops only follow you. Unfollow everybody except for and the ops. Follow back. The three people probably that MGK in the comfort Hell of his home no has told yet. her, if these are the three last people on earth, yeah. <laughs> like you did it. Like Megan these Fox are the Savage. last three. Yeah, Coach Saban, I'm I'm taking my talents to uh, to uh, Kyle Field. I'm yeah, gonna go play for uh, your best. You know, there guys. She's leaving the party. Guys are offering her like uh, car dealership stuff and. Yeah, I like this transfer portal metaphor for Megan Fox. Timothy Chalamet. She's going to have a lot of suitors. Surprised Pete Davidson's not on the list. No. She's above that. I don't know. Yeah, well, I used to think. Okay. Makes what you got. The Duke University Blue Devils. Ooh, boo. Um, Welcome to the middle of the ACC where you – you don't get every call you just like you did to, when Ratface was there, you know? You just wanted to talk about them. Oh, they're just so mediocre, which is so very American, respectfully, and they took an L in Charlottesville. What do you was think a, about that call? Um, well, here's what happened. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, 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 the lottery pick, who scored zero points, mm-hmm. uh, goes to the rack, and um, he gets blocked by Reese Beekman and Ryan Dunn. Now, the um, – Ryan Dunn, beast. They said there was a tenth of a second left. The game was tied. Duke would go to the free throw line to shoot two to win it. Um, and uh, they said, we're going to look at the clock because one tenth of a second. And when they got to the monitor, they clearly saw that it was not a foul. And so they and said, they fudged it. okay, well, we do have an out here. Exactly. We can send both yeah. these teams to overtime yeah. for another five minutes. Virginia won by seven. That was explicitly what happened. Oh, my gosh, yeah. There was so much so that the ACC was... said sorry afterwards yeah. that they shouldn't have exactly yeah. done that. So yeah. they blew the call, they had an out, <coughs> and they took it. But Duke, man, hey, this is going to be fun. Your, uh, your little reign of, of getting every break in addition to all the five stars is, is over. It's decidedly over. Uh, I'll go uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Super Bowl 57 champs. It was an enjoyable game. Uh, most of the guys on that team are enjoyable themselves, except for that tight end whose uh, shtick is now a bit old, if you're, if you're asking me. We love the Kelseys, love the family. What a family. You're talking about the wrestling promos? I'm done with the whole underdog bullshit. You, you won a million they games. They were, the, under, they were an underdog. You're the, you're the one seed. They were underdogs. No, you're they building a dynasty. I they, were. I, I, they were underdogs in that game by, uh, what, one and a half? In that game. No, I know. That's true. That's true. He should have said, "We were I'm amazed Vegas that- <laughs> underdogs in this game." Uh, I'm amazed there weren't more dog masks. No. Uh, that that would have been, been good posing. Yeah, break out. That would have yeah. been a good touch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except people. Yeah. Third one: waste management. Uh, y'all tell me. I just get a kick out of the waste management. That was cool. Phoenix Open. They, was cool. Uh, oh, it was fun. Amazing. They uh, they got a cool logo. You know. Yeah. And it just seems like you're going to have a good time when something's brought to you by Waste Management. I always thought it was the William & Mary logo. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And Waste like, Management. Oh, William & Mary has a new logo. <laughs> are they even Those picking William up any trash? Mary parties are a good time. Those William & Mary golf matches. Or is it a front for a mafia operation? No, I think it's legitimate. Maybe in the, the dog days There's Waste so much money involved at that place. Oh. Strangle a few uh, paisans. They said the there was 8 million a- beers drank 
at that place. How many mm. portal parties were there? A billion. billion. Not a enough. Billion. I don't know. You're the one who sampled them. <laughs> Over there were a billion, but not enough. <laughs> so so it was awesome. Rosillo hooked us up. Thank you, Rosillo, for having me out there. He, telling us hack, but he has good connections oh, at the my PGA. God. And um, we got in there. He actually it was one of his LSU Bama connections. Mm. So we get in there. It's awesome. Like I'd never like you hear about it and it exceeds your expectations. The food was great. Maybe not the master's quality lore I've of never food, been. but you know, got to see Van Pelt. Ran into a couple guys. Ran into uh, Jalen Phillips. Ran into Kenny Pickett. Um, who else did we see? Bob Mennery. Bob Mennery. Bob Mennery. <laughs> yeah, Bob Mennery. Funny guy. <laughs> and I then the Friday Bob, beers kid. I said to Bob Mennery. Oh, Bob Mennery wanted to hit my joint. I said. Uh, he passed it to him, and then Chris immediately regretted it. And well, no, Bobby, I just before I passed him, I asked him, I was like, "Is there anything I need to worry about?" <laughs> and Bob was, was a little very offended. offended. It was like, "Why would you say that?" We the saw grass. the streaker too to stick on your America's team. We did uh, your last one. We saw the streaker with with our own eyes. Oh wow! And all the bits. They're slow. These uh-huh. people at the waste management. They don't have the fast guy. And he's a little cross countryish. That guy. Yeah, and he jumped in the pond and the whole thing. Go ahead. Wow, sorry. Wow! 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 Uh, the Pokes, yeah. Oklahoma State. That's where they created the grass that we just played the Super Bowl. Really? Upon. Yeah. Really? Temecula 69. Yep. You got it. And finally, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers are plus 5,500 to win the Super Bowl next year. You just hey. mentioned Kenny Pickett. Hop on that. That's a nice little club. Plus 5,500 is like 20th of the really 32 cool teams. guy, by the way. Kenny he was Pickett. really cool. Couldn't have been cooler. He was really cool. Yeah. So was Jalen. Jalen was awesome. I saw him again at the Drake party. We'll get Jalen on sometime. Did you shake Kenny Pickett's hand? Oh, yeah, I did. I didn't even think anything about it. How small? A faceless opponent, man. I'm just, whenever I shake hands, I try to put my middle finger halfway up their forearm to assert dominance. What about Sandy? I just try not to hurt anybody. We see Jaleel White, too. Oh, we did see Jaleel White, a.k.a. Urkel. Yeah. He was was cool. We didn't talk to him, but he seemed cool. Who else? You got any more America's team? Nah, that's it, dog. Okay. America's teams. The baby's bodyguards. <laughs> All right. If you're thinking about engaging in some beef. With that was the baby's bodyguard. The baby. Yes. Okay. Maybe send him some anthrax. <laughs> and while you're at it, make sure you send the guy that I saw in a to- Tony Parker jersey. Yeah. It must have been a 6X. And he made it. Kyle, this was one of the biggest human beings. I was with you. I have ever fucking seen. I would just go into the fetal position uh, just like if I ran into a bear. I mean, like Andrew uh, Whitworth, for the you, best. me, Nate, we all moved six feet back when we saw this guy walk through the section. Had to be six eight, four hundred pounds, Solid. maybe six muscle. ten. Solid. And the baby is like him, and then he just gets rid of him. Yeah, I mean, like he looked like he has a body of like a, the world's strongest man competitors. Yeah, he's built like, like Trent Williams, but yeah, seven like, feet. Yeah, like filled he's out. Like, Magnus Magnuson from the block. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was unbelievable. I mean, the he guy had a was Tony Parker jersey. Who's crazy? Why Tony Parker? I don't Incredible. know. Incredible. But big Brent Barry fan. Big yeah, Brent. He is. Uh, big Brent Barry fan. <laughs> <laughs> Good callback. Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you the aliens. They're coming. Yeah. Good good time. These things are showing up. They showed up in Alaska. They showed up over Lake Michigan. Nothing sacred. They're coming. They're everywhere. And I really do think when they come, they're just going to be like, we just want to tell you guys you're fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been flying around this this thing, this rock for a long time. I just want to shake your hand. No, I, I just want to shake your hand.
just want to no. penetrate your defense system and shake your hand. Honestly, uh, I feel like they're just using us for entertainment. Mm-hmm. If they've come this far, they don't need us. They don't need our technologies. They don't need our social media. They don't need any of it. So the aliens, one of America's teams, the waitresses of Phoenix, Arizona, it is cold in that place. You know, you, you see on TV the cacti, the big sun. You know, you, it's so hot they name one of their fucking teams the suns. Mm. But what they don't tell you is when the moons come out, it's like 40 degrees. And the waitresses there are all mandated to dress like it's Miami. I mean, shout out to them. They're out there like Randall Cobb at fucking Lambeau, and it's 10 degrees, and he's not wearing sleeves. That's kind of what I like in. Heroic. So, seriously. The W, the club there, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> you know it's the 32 degrees. I'm huddled around the fucking the heat lamp. Real hoes don't get cold, bro. Yeah, you did say that over the weekend. But that <laughs> is that like an adage? Like, yeah. It's, People say that? Yeah. It's like... It's like real football players don't get cold. You're not gonna let you're not gonna let the cold affect your outfit and your appearance, man. Well, these these ladies were working, uh, and 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 I just want to tip my cap to them. Okay, also America's team, the people who prepare Mexican food, that oh. was like seventy five percent of my food pyramid in Arizona. Oh, Thank you from the bottom of my heart. From the bottom of my heart, I actually miss it. I think I'm going through withdrawals here in Charlottesville. I almost fucking I ordered prepare, Chipotle last night. I prepare night. Mexican food. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'll put a little taco seasoning on the black beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little shredded cheese. I'd like to, to to measure your Mexican food up to, like, really authentic Mexican food uh-huh. in Phoenix. Can I come down Please. to your house yeah, yeah, yeah. and get a tub? We'll take a tub. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the last one for me, it reads, The Makers of the Movie Plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a great movie. Luke Cage. So, our week was great we got in on tuesday tuesday night we hit the dispensary the dispo and then we went back to our airbnb which was in mexico (laughs) uh it was very far south yes nice and quiet there were coyotes everywhere there was an active runway on the side of our airbnb cessnas and shit. actually an active runway i'm interviewing brian dawkins on wednesday he's talking to me about his book his life story it's getting deep and you get a and you know they're just warming this thing up and they keep going and then the thing goes down the runway and the whole thing so we were we were uh we were next to an active runway there were coyotes the first night we all went back just got really stoned by the pool that was maybe my favorite night i love that the first night in you actually take advantage of it by not going out and getting drunk everybody got some sleep the second night we went to the w i think it was the easy no that was the third night was it the yeah, second Cal- night? Calais got you in. We went to the W and Calais. Oh, we couldn't yeah. get in Jay Glazer's party you with a big us. group. Oh, I didn't leave you. <laughs> he, tried, he tried to get us. I he tried did my everything best he to could. get you in. Also, you, you broke the you broke we, the bro code. I want to get into this. <laughs> the the bro code. I broke the bro code. You didn't. But Fle- then we met back up at that other yeah. place. You guys back on a private plane. <laughs> got you into every party. Didn't pay for a thing. I don't think you reached for your wallet the whole week, mate. <laughs> But um, I broke the bro code. I even came to the bar 30 minutes later. We just went up to sample that party. They could only get a couple of us in. So but that bar was cool because that was the first time we met up with the Bussin' Boys that weekend, that yes. trip. 
went to Riot House. We saw Will. We that was saw my first time meeting Will this week. My guy Jack, you hadn't met Will, and yet. it was awesome to it's meet. Great him. guy. He his eyes are barely open, and he's not high. He just like he's just always squinting, and I don't know what the fuck to. I think. I said something stupid to Will Compton that wasn't funny, and Shane Gillis was like, "Ha ha, good joke, dude." Did he really? You got good joke, dude? By a no, comedian? no, like he made fun of me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Ha ha." Oh fuck, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, we met Shane Gillis. I was like, "We're wrestling." Hung out with Shane Gillis. <laughs> Um, the whole it was it was awesome. We had the the W two nights in a row. I was hammered. Nate ate a fish fillet. He ordered a fish fillet to our house, which mm-hmm. was like thirty minutes away from Ugh. McDonald's. He's eating fish fillet in the desert. It was I'm, the best best choice, yo. Cold <laughs> cold burgers and cold fries, which you guys were you guys barely even ate. Oh, it looked, I ate. It looked terrible. It was oh, terrible. So what I'm going to do is this is my idea. <laughs> we send Nate to all fifty states to eat a, ch- a fish fillet. In like a week. Easy so he work. just goes from state to state. Yep. One day New Hampshire, the next day Vermont. Sample all the fish fillets around the world, around the country. I think that's smart. I think that's good content. Go yeah. to the highest rated McDonald's in every state and judge their fish that fillets. That could be tough. Yeah, not and also what's, what's also going to be tough is the, the prospect of eating 50 fish fillets in a week. You've agreed to terms with this? <laughs> yeah, this, we, have okay. to, we have to figure stuff out. But okay. It could be possible. Um. I met Matt Ryan's high school running back. He was a Duke lacrosse player. And uh, he claims that Matt Ryan was a system quarterback in high school. I just wanted to say that. Wow. Yo, Matt Ryan's high he school running back. He had 800 yards. He said Matt he had 800 so cool. yards passing. His, his running back was the coolest guy ever. So he was a Duke lacrosse player yeah. when Howie was getting recruited. Yes. And essentially, like, he worked with Howie after a camp. And uh, he remembered all this, and then we ran into Howie, and Howie saw him. It was cool to see that. What day was this? This was Friday? Friday. Yeah, this was Friday. It was a total lax love, like Mm -hmm. ACC lax. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Matt Ryan was assistant quarterback in high school. We found that out. Um, I also want to shout out uh, the dogs of the Puppy Bowl. I don't know if anybody watched the the Puppy Bowl. My daughter did. But that kept the kids, uh, they stood for the anthem. Well, they didn't really stand. Yikes. Yeah. They but definitely they weren't quiet. The anthem. They had a pit, like a picture of an American flag. The referee is dressed like a footlocker guy is standing there with his hands behind his <laughs> hips watching the, the, the monitor of the flag. The dogs are all, they're actually like. Nick Sirianni's bawling. Yeah, Nick yeah. Sirianni's crying. Uh-huh. One of the, 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 uh, the, shor- the Malamute is tearing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about the robot dogs Jason Derulo use as backup dancers? That's how it begins. That's how it begins. Last thing we got to talk about here real quick is Derek Carr not being released. Um and bring me my money. Yeah, bring me my money. Thinks he can get more in the open market, can fuck the Raiders this way. They can't get anything for Good. Him. Well played. Good. Mm-hmm. Derek, you totally redeemed yourself, buddy. Between between the Pro Bowl interviews, the way you lit up the skills, yes. the competition, and this decision here, ball's in your court, dude. Go get it. So do we give any mentions out? Do we have mentions? Hell yeah, we have mentions. Okay. Um, which one do you want to start? Which one do you want me to start with? You start wherever you want. I'm going to um, be really I'm going to give a game ball. I'm going to give a game ball. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP, but if I'm going to give a game ball in the locker room, it'll be five game balls to the offensive line for the Chiefs. you do it. And I mean, I mean it. This is a group that was all brand new together last year. This is a group that lost in the AFC Championship in a heartbreaker. Yeah, they get an opportunity. They go back. Their quarterback gets hurt in the AFC, or uh, and they have to go win the AFC Championship hobbled. Um, and then they protect against a 
the most physical unit in the NFL um, last you, night. You know what? I'm on board with this because and both they run, offensive they run lines, the ball when they had to. Both offensive lines made this game what it was. It was fun. You know, it was it just was fun. His quarterbacks were clean. The passing game was fun. The run game was fun to look at. Um, yeah, I can I can get with you on that. My, uh, you guys, go, uh, should I go all of them, or are you guys going? Uh, you 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 gave a game ball there. I, I'll give. I don't get too. You gave it to the offensive line. It's Patrick Mahomes. I'll, I mean, yes. I'll shout out Pacheco, and maybe yeah. maybe you don't need to invest in running back. We had Pacheco, we had Jet McKinnon, we had Kenny Gainwell. Maybe it's not the most important piece because you Boston can find Scott, guys. Yeah. You can Boston Scott. You can find guys Boston in Scott is a human joystick. Out there. Yeah, yeah, but Pacheco cool. wearing ten that Tyreek Hill wore that was going to torpedo the Chiefs because they didn't have that weapon anymore. He runs hard. He's a physical runner. Tyreek yeah. was pissed watching on Twitter. Yeah. He was pissed on Twitter. There you go. Last There's night. a viewing party. I'll go worst plane ride. I'll go me because I couldn't get any breakfast on the way home because oh you, my god, you jack wagons were cleaning the kitchen in the morning. And took my brand new fucking DoorDash order that had a beautiful smoothie. And you guys said smoothie. It wasn't just a smoothie. I had a peanut butter uh, acai bowl oh. that uh, got tossed. Tossed. In the process of cleaning out the fridge. A full smoothie? Full smoothie. Apparently. Full acai bowl. Wow. Here's the kicker. I walk out. We're all working on three hours sleep. We're trying to get in the in the on the plane. Um, and I said, hey, has anybody seen my acai bowl? <laughs> Okay. Uh-huh. And then I see my smoothie and it's just like they're in the mafia. <laughs> like no one's talking mm-hmm. about it. Everybody's just like, I don't know. Haven't seen it. Uh, we cleaned out the kitchen. So I don't know. I said, well, who cleaned out the fridge? You know, I just want some closure. Just yeah. tell me where the bowl is. Right. Is it in the trash? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. It's just quiet. It's quiet on the fucking car ride. <laughs> you know, all I asked for guys, is a little communication, you know, just a little like, Hey, hand up. You That's like, fine. I'll order something new. Even though the airport was in a place where nothing delivered, we had to stop at a gas station. Worst plane ride. Me. You'd like to fly the remains back with you to Virginia. No, I want to eat. The, yeah, yeah. You know, I would have taken the. That's your closure. I would have exhumed the, the trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> would have held it the whole plane ride. My worst plane ride: the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Lose the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's bad. Up by ten at halftime. Got a. Pay a lot of dudes or not pay a lot of dudes and not be as good. Can't even imagine. Tough ride. Worst flight for me is um, all those UFOs that are getting shot down. Yeah. Um, Little green men like. And if I'm going to go, I'll start the next one off with the best flight. Please. Um, Best flight is the pilots who got to go actually see combat and shoot this shit down. Yeah. Mm. Imagine being a guy that's always on training missions, always on training missions. And if you're in the military, you probably have questions about UFOs and you hear stories and people ask people all the time, what do you know? What do you know? These people know some stuff that us three, us four don't know. Yeah. Um, I can't wait till more of it comes out. You remember that Chinese spy balloon? Best flight. Poked a hole in. No, no, no. There were some things that were not spy balloons. I know. I know, Kyle. Also, a lot I'm of uh, very curious lasers going off over Hawaii from Ch- Chinese satellites. Maybe they're trying to uh, scan to see where our defense systems are. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Best plane ride, Clark Hunt. This cat has a nice hairline and he's got nice full lips. You seen this guy's lips? He's a handsome man. Nah, yeah. Like top and bottom lips. Classic. Yeah. Nice lips. And anyway, he's probably riding back on his on his lonesome. You know, uh-huh. he didn't have to wait for the club. Yeah. He's doing whatever he wants to do. Clark Not that Hunt. far of a trip either. Right. Half the trip. Yeah. He's going to Texas. Okay. We got best and worst plane ride. 
mm-hmm. best playing ride, Cowboy Reed and Matt Kingston because <laughs> of weight distribution on the way back yes. on the private got the two <laughs> seats and were able to stretch out and yeah. sleep comfortably yeah. the entire they flight like home. Babies. <laughs> I didn't yeah. sleep. I watched slow horses making dress. They slept ah. like babies. Nice. That well, acai bowl just <laughs> dripping in the in the garbage can, and they know who put it there. And they just slept. I felt really self conscious putting my legs out. <laughs> who cleaned the fridge, guys? Who cleaned the fridge? This is I swear so it wasn't funny. Me. Who do you so think? Funny. Yo, the best Cowboy part Reed. about yeah. it. The... I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not gonna lie. Just eat a fucking not, fish fillet. I'm not gonna lie, guys. It's the principality. I think I think it was Scott because of the botched attempt to go back so you, into the garbage yeah. and take things out. I think, Maybe, yeah. That makes Scott sense. walked up the driveway to be like, "I'll check the garbage," which at least was boom done. Yeah, mystery solved. Nate, and he's the only one out in the room right now. Nate wasn't helping at all. Nate was like, I wasn't helping at all. Uh, Corporate Scott has entered the yeah. chat. Give him the mic. Okay. Yes. We were going to miss that plane. There's been DNA results the 20 years later. I was doing whatever There is no missing to plane. Leave, to oh, leave that plane. We got so an admission. An admission. No, no, no. Oh, I never God. touched any of that stuff. I think I know who it is, yes. but I'm not going to dox anybody. Yes. No, no, no. No, someone's got to admit. Someone's got to admit. Someone's got to admit. This is good TV. Yo. Who was it? He has a, oh, he had a feeling. Now he doesn't have a feeling. I had a feeling. This is a Kirby enthusiasm. That read throughout Chris's acai bowl. Acai bowl gate. I'm I'm gonna laugh when the when the Airbnb person comes back and the acai, so there's an acai bowl and is found in Chris's in room. In my room. Yeah, just sitting in the room. No. With his wallet. I stuck it. No, I have my wallet. Oh no way. Yeah. Where yeah, was it? It was in my dob kit. I put it in a really genius place. <laughs> but I was too high. Wow. I really thought you lost your wallet. No, so did I. It was a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's good news. Yeah, it's good Great news. news. Now, the wallet's non-perishable, unlike the acai bowl. So, <laughs> you lost your wallet two weeks ago. Yeah, you know, it happens. Yeah. Not enough pockets. I got a lot of things. Mm. Fanny oh, pack. Fanny pack. I need a fanny pack. So, one big thing on the trip was that everybody thought he was the carrot blunt. <laughs> <laughs> like 25 um, to 30 people. Yo, legit. One night at the club. We're both standing there, and I'm noticing the people are coming up and getting pictures from Nate. And I'm like, I pray these are Eagles fans. It's going to be so funny because I'm standing there. They're not saying anything to me. They're coming up to Nate, and they're like, LG, huge fan. Did you correct them? Did you sign LG for anybody? No, I didn't sign anything. I I think that signing, um, I think signing anything would be a little overboard. (laughs) But um, letting fans assume I'm someone else. When they don't want to like, when they were really excited, I took a few pictures. Yeah, he but took a the few funny pictures. thing was when it not when I got drunk the next night and I kind of was over it. I seen a group of kids that I seen the night before, and this dude was like, "Yo, LG, you're LG," and I was like, "No, I'm not." And he was like, "No, you are. <laughs> I took a picture with you yesterday. You're Legarrette Blunt." 
And so at that I point, I'm just like, okay, cool. Let's the take best, a picture. The best was at the waste management, the guy with the, the, caddy. With the go birds, oh. the caddy. We saw this caddy that I posted on my, uh, and we saw him like from like down the balcony and he was walking away and he had go birds on the back of his thing. And my dumbass thought it was like a real caddy. It's obviously just a guy who was drunk mm. and got it made. And uh, I was like, go birds or something like that. We got his, his attention. And then he looked up, he was like from a long way away, hawked me. He was like, Chris Long. The whole thing. So then he runs up 10 minutes later. No, but when he says that, he says no. And he goes, I see you, LeGarrette, hiding back there. <laughs> and then he comes up and we're like, you know, it's just another instance of, of people thinking Nate's LG. The guy makes the trip all the way up, gets a picture with me, then goes over there and is talking LeGarrette's ear off. I have, to, I have to check out some of these posts and some of these hashtags because he definitely took like a small like video like, yeah, LeGarrette Blunt. No like, question. We got and, footage of it. Oh, man, that's we so funny. We got footage of it. And then the kicker was my man John Clark, picture of myself and uh, Bo Allen. Now, is Nate in the picture? I'm not in the Nate's picture. Nate's not in the picture, but he's out of frame of this image yeah nate was there at the hotel too this was wednesday uh john clark tweeted eagles 2017 super bowl champs chris long bo allen Legarrette blunt are here at the eagles team hotel catching up with nick sirianni and some of the birds that's me and nick sirianni uh and as you see dom's in the background my pies on and then uh nate somewhere off camera and evidently john clark thought it was Legarrette, and i thought Legarrette must have been there too that day texted lg he was at the team hotel, but not until Thursday. So I think everybody's falling for this LG thing. We should do a pod where you're LeGarrette, mm-hmm. and we just put the pod out, and you just make <laughs> a lot of news. Like We don't even say that it's you. We just put you in some Patriots gear, and I'm like, LG, what do you think about Tom Brady? I think he's a dirty cheater. <laughs> Someone will definitely run with it. Oh my god! A lot of people will run. With it. How tall are you? Six two. About Legarrette. LG height. six foot. Listen, yeah, six foot. It's just so he doesn't look anything like LG. <laughs> you know. So, anyways, Legarrette Blunt had a hell of a week. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Yeah, but no, the funniest is just like. So, if you're a fan, you realize this later, like. Are you a bad fan or are you just like a delusional fan? Like how much of a fan are you if you think you're taking a picture with like You're not a huge fan. It was like the one time I came up to I think it was <laughs> Hannibal Burris and I thought he was somebody else and I felt like a huge dumbass. I was like I loved your bit on whatever it was. And uh I truth is I wasn't a huge fan. I just was saying what's up at the drink line. Clearly. Clearly, right? Exactly. Like, you can't like somebody that much if you don't know what the fuck they look like. Some dude told me, what did he say to me? He was like, we love you in Boston. God bless. What did the guy say? He's the guy. It's unbelievable. And did we, I don't know if we told Macon, but Chris got a couple Nick Boses. Nick yeah. Boses. Yeah, nice. San Francisco fans. Yeah. Oh, a dude, no, a dude, a dude actually started a conversation with Chris to explain to him that he had an uncle that went to high school mm-hmm. with... He your goes, uncle. He goes, your uncle and my uncle went to high school here in this area. I was like, that's interesting. I didn't know I had an uncle in Phoenix. <laughs> and he's like, no, your whole family. I'm like, well, this is getting weird. Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you, your brother, Joey. And and I was like, man, I hate to break this to you. I'm 37 years old, 250 pounds. I look a lot different than Nick Bosa. You know, the tattoos should probably give it away. 
but yeah, Niners fans evidently don't watch the games. Neither do. It's because we were. It, it, I, I chalk it up to we helmets. wear helmets. We wear yeah. helmets. It, it, a lot of Tattoos, guys. It's though. it's it's hard. But like yeah. you don't really pay attention. I, I believe it or not, I've gotten people ask me if I was Mike Tyson before, and Mike Tyson has a tattoo on his face. Bro, uh, yeah. <laughs> so like, I'll see. I will see. I saw a bunch of guys this weekend that I'm like, I recognize that guy, but I'm not sure who he is, and they're like really good players. Yep. We mess each other's faces up, but it's the action of being like, I'm a huge enough fan to come up yes. and get a picture with you and not know what the guy looks like. But but even if those people, like even if they're huge Eagles fans, it was more mind-blowing to me, even if you wanted a picture with LeGarrette Blunt, it's just like you're a huge Eagles fan. You were on the Super Bowl team with him. Yeah, well, It's just like Chris is right there. It was I could see if they were like, yo, let me get a picture of LeGarrette, and then like, yo, Chris, Chris, let me get one too. But it wasn't like that. It's yeah, just like you guys are de- delusional. It's interesting. Follow <laughs> me? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to give it to me. Um, I had a ticket to the Super Bowl, and I gave it to Mike Sales. Hmm. Came home early. Um, also, could have potentially had a spot on that roster. That we sucks. were definitely not going to get you on the show, though, if you'd follow back man. Red Eye Sunday night. No. Admit it. No. And, yeah, that would have been con- a point of consternation here. But we're here. Okay, we're here. So yes. I get the Hollow Man there, but I get the Solid Man yeah, here. Yeah, Solid Man. Great. Solid Man in this building. Perfect. Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Dr. Wu, inventor of the <laughs> grass. Yeah, for sure. It's Tolome. Pantone 49. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, a, that grass will never like that grass. There's a stigma around it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, grassist. I guess I give it to James Bradbury. I mean, even though he admitted, you know, the the hold and you know there was the motion issue and the whole thing. Like, it was a very clean game. There weren't a lot of big mistakes. You know, even the guy that made the biggest mistake for the Eagles redeemed himself. He's the whole reason they're in the game. Um. Okay, I'll give you an STL memorial. Mm. Somebody who balled in obscurity, punt returner for the uh, the Chiefs, who had a really heads up play in the first half. That punt contacted, um, you know, um, one of his teammates as the gunner was pushing him towards the place where the kick was caught, and to field that punt and to field it so quickly and to see it redirect slightly. I think I remember the play. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember this. I do. But that could have easily been a turnover. That could have changed the entire complexity, complexion. complexion. I always fuck that up of the game. A lot of people mess that up. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much as contingent and contingency, mm-hmm. or benefactor and beneficiary. Oh, not me. Not, not me. you. Couldn't be you. Bevel Conway. Oh, I'll jump. The Chiefs end zone. That yellow popped. The red on top of the yellow, yeah. which generally I don't love. I just love a yellow end zone. The logoed hats. We were commenting on them yes. at the media day. Which, by the way, we got to go to the media. We got to go to the media pool in the uh, in the, the the Eagles hotel. And me and Bo got to like go interview cats. It's really hard to be in the media pool. It's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You got to wait. Then you got to remember your fucking. You get nervous. Your question, and not repeat their yeah. question. And it's a, a a different thing for me to walk up to a player who might not know who I am. And ask a question like that safety of like them knowing who you are, like on Zoom or in an interview, they don't know. It's just a voice or just some white guy that looks tall. Mm-hmm. Um, just Kevin I, Federline. Yeah. What's KFED doing out here? there? But I got to interview Fletch. Fletch was funny because I went up to Fletch and I was, well, I was, you know, finding my way. And when he saw me, he couldn't stop laughing. 
and couldn't answer any of the other questions, and then I couldn't stop laughing. It was like a real fun moment. Yeah. We were right back in the locker room. Got to see Robert Quinn. That was fucking awesome. Got to see a bunch of guys. Sat down at Landon, Dick- Landon Dickerson's table to ask him a question. And I think he knew it was me because he fucked with me. I was like, hey, Landon. He's like, I'm Jack Driscoll. <laughs> and there was a moment of panic <laughs> yeah. where I go, oh, well, in that case, Jack Driscoll. What was it like filling in for Lane Johnson this year? I was like, god damn, Jack Driscoll's big. I'm like checking my nose. He's like, I'm Landon. <laughs> so uh, I got to meet some guys that I hadn't met. I got to see some old friends, the whole thing. Uh, that was fun. Um, where are we? We are. That was a Bevel Conway. Anybody got a fly on the wall or a oh, party? Bevel Conway. Bevel Here's Conway. an anti-Bevel Conway. The fucking Chiefs white jumpsuits. Good luck wearing those ever again. Even though you won the Super Bowl, those things are hideous. Mm. I guarantee you nobody's wearing those in public. Bevel Conway. Cash app party set up in an airplane hangar. It was beautiful. Like, it was amazing. The stage that they yeah. had for Drake was amazing. Just the setup and then the overhang of everyone looking over the stage. Yes. But more importantly, Taco Bell in the <laughs> club and having yeah, people serving free Taco Bell the entire night. Hard tacos, soft tacos, burritos. Um, it's something that I've never been a part of <laughs> like that. So hey, it's safe to say you're not alone. It was top notch. It's like a wedding. <laughs> Like a really great wedding that Drake was performing at for like the richest man in the it world. It was. We were in Dubai. We were in Dubai. For a night. Yeah. Were you That's nervous it. when you met Serena? Oh, I met Serena. I didn't. Yeah. You fucking dickhead. Well, dude, it's not something where I'm like, hey, Serena, let me just wait here. I'm going to get my brother. Yeah. Somebody introduced me to <laughs> who's, Serena. Who's hugging Andrew Whitworth. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody introduced me to Serena. I was real quick. I was just like a uh, huge fan. And uh, I know your husband's a Wahoo. So mm-hmm. tell him we said what's up. Ah. So she was cool, and it was quick. But that was probably one of the most famous people I've ever met. She was so impressive. Yeah, she's... She walked by me. I was like, that's, that's the best super, athlete super potentially athlete. ever. The GOAT. Yeah. The GOAT. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I met Kevin Federline. Chandler Parsons. <laughs> Chandler Parsons. Uh, CeCe Sabathia. I was you get, met CeCe. Yeah, me and CeCe hung met, out. You met the big Nordic Me and CeCe Sabathia. Me and CeCe Sabathia discussed a home and home on the podcast. So I, I talked to great. Scott immediately after. I was like, we got to get that set up. We got his information. Have we figured out who the eight-foot basketball player was? No. It was like yeah. an no. eight-foot basketball player. <laughs> like legit. Viewing party. Man, I got a good one. I hadn't thought this out. Cat who lost 30 stacks on the coin toss. I would oh, like to watch fuck. the rest of the game with him. Is he just chasing after Tails doesn't fail? Who's this? Probably, but somebody who's willing to bet 30K to lose it was, 30K. It it's kind yeah, of yeah, he was on heads. 30, 30 grand. Oh, how about us when there was a doink? We all had, uh, yes, extra point hits the crossbar <laughs> or the really? upright. That was fucking Fire. sick. I had the squares also for 7-7. Seven, seven. So by that, by that doink... Happening, you ended and up they're missing it. I won the, I won the seven, yeah. seven. Any, any. I had a shitty number on a square. I had like nine and three, mm. which is not going to happen. My viewing party. I, I want to be with Drake when he uh, watches his win, his chief win, because uh, I know he, he bet on the Chiefs big. It was oh, like seven hundred fifty k or something. Right. Yeah. Um, and he bet two touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. I Probably think he, the same amount of emotion that I got winning whatever I won on the Purple Gatorade. It's not a big deal to him. I got a viewing party. How about Tua looking at Cheetah's tweets throughout the whole entire Super Bowl? Oh, what was Cheetah's tweets? It's just a lot. You had of a lot looking, of tweets. a lot of, a lot of FOMO. Like a lot mm-hmm. of like these guys are incredible. Like yeah. Mahomes and Kelsey are the best duo. It's just stuff yeah. that 
it, it he might, also said it, we could beat these guys. It, oh, it he might, said that. It might make you. Some of them might make False. you look like, hey, 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 buddy. I, I don't know. So it yeah. depends if you're if you're a sensitive guy, you can look at some of those tweets and just be like. <laughs> He misses it there. He doesn't That's really a good like one. us. That's like, a good one. I I wasn't on Twitter, so I didn't see. Uh, fly on the wall? Yeah. Mm. Um, the Brady house, when he's sitting there watching the Super Bowl, wherever the hell he is, and uh, obviously he's the GOAT, but you know things do change, and he's watching a guy make a meteoric rise towards his uh, point. Yeah, and... Uh, and he's got a lot of time. And he's got tons of time, but that's a lot of rings. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Fly on the wall, the uh, the typeface in the end zone for the Eagles, so they come up with a new font. All right, still sucks. I'm not even saying that. Yeah. But then I, I'm just curious about the conversation. Okay, so we're gonna get rid of the other typeface that's on the jersey, and it's and it's nah. We're gonna keep both. That's interesting. So we got the old typeface on the on the jersey, and the new yep. typeface in the end zone. Uh, I would like to be a party to that conversation. That's really interesting. Uh, the cluster, uh, the scoreboard cluster. Oh, the score bug. Strange. Handsome to me. Clean. Strange. Strange. Efficient. At the beginning, when it was single digit to single digit, it just looked like a massive, <laughs> massive technology. I like the, the yeah, the seven, the seven. I thought it was good. I always knew how many timeouts each team had. Guys, Very clear. I think I think this is about the time we end the show. I mean, I am um, I'm really run down, um, dangerously low in potassium. Which of course happened because of that bowl game. Acai. <laughs> but <clears throat> Ralph's been coughing. Cowboys sneezing. Yeah, well, we, we, these back. guys went hard. It's a desert air. We went hard, bro. In mm-hmm. the paint. You're the one who's actually not coughing. You're you're what what's what's EPA? Yep. Yep. You're you're low. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got. I, when Greg Olson was explaining EPA on the Jalen Hurts stat, I was like, just stop. I was like, this none of this makes sense even to me. He's got to get down. He's got to get down. He's like 19. The EPA, what that means is, and I think Greg Olson's amazing. I don't get me wrong. Down. But I don't do EPA. Like, I, it's too many words, too many acronyms. I look at Greg it. Greg did a good job. Hey, listen, I leave that to the Greg's people. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I hope he stays the main guy at Fox. Yep. That's another one. Viewing party, Tom Brady looking at Greg Olson like, this guy's good. Yeah. yeah. Burkhart, great. Yeah, he's great. All right. That was our 2022-2023 uh, NFL great season. Great season, guys. Wow. Just like that. Good stuff. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. We'll see you after Daytona. And because the Gatorade was purple. Take care. And thank you to Crown. Um, and the next pod you'll hear will be in August, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, tune back Wednesday. in Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, the very special it. guest. Love you guys. Love you, Kyle. We love you. Love you. Thank you.